a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment, we're going to be talking about some coronavirus hobbies. I've got some interesting texts already. Uh, and if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, send me a text message, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And on there, just share with me, please, uh, what are some uh, coronavirus hobbies that you have picked up? Have you uh, learned a new skill, maybe a language? Uh, you do any reading? You learn anything? Uh, maybe update your education, something like that? Uh, we'll get into that here in just a moment. But before we do, uh, speaking of education, I want to uh, return to a, a topic we discussed a few segments back. We spoke uh, with a, a former educator at East High School. She, uh, Jessica Gawin, uh, currently has an opinion piece published in the the Deseret News, where she says that uh, in uh, alongside the COVID-19 pandemic, that there is another epidemic uh, that is sweeping through our community, and it is of an ever-widening gap between uh, between uh, the, the haves and the have-nots, if you will, uh, that there are uh, very dramatic challenges facing uh, some underprivileged students and their families uh, throughout this region, and she points out specifically East High School, uh, and, and you can hear that that conversation again. You can read her article on my Facebook page, or you can go to the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services and listen to uh, the podcasted episode of of that segment. Uh, but before I move on, I just want to point out and make it clear that I, that's but one side of the story. I have had numerous conversations with the district where they have described to me uh, many of the efforts, many of the outreach uh, efforts being undertaken uh, by the, the district uh, and by, by teachers themselves. I also happen to have some very good friends uh, some of my best friends in the world, in fact, are teachers at East High School, and the care that they feel for each and every one of their students is a, a remarkable thing. And uh, you know, I try to be a, you know a tough guy and keep my emotions all inside. I know that's unhealthy, and someday I'll pay the price. But when I think about the 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 love and the care uh, that is expressed both in thought and in deed. Uh, by teachers uh, for their students, in particular, uh, some of the stu- some of the teachers I know at East, uh, it, it does uh, you know it kind of gives me a little lump in my throat, tear in my eye type of thing. So uh, I just didn't want it to seem like, and I was kind of reminded of this uh, need to clarify by uh, by a, a Facebook friend of mine, and so I'm grateful to uh, to, to for that message uh, and for the reminder to to clarify and just make it be known that uh, there are some individuals, uh, teachers. Uh, administrators that in the midst of this COVID pandemic uh, are doing everything they can, everything they can to care for their students because the the care that they feel is not just uh, for the educational needs but also the temporal needs, and much effort and work is being done. Uh, and so uh, where are we left with? 
or where does that leave us rather? Uh, it's identify need. And if we have the capacity to help, then do so. I think that's uh, the responsibility borne by those with plenty is to find uh, those who need, uh, those who are experiencing a genuine need, and do what you can to fill that void. Anyway, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, I just wanted to, to clarify there. So the question is, uh, COVID, COVID hobbies, do you have any? <laughs> have, you, have you started anything new? Uh, I got uh, a, <laughs> a funny text message just a, a moment ago, uh, and it was uh, not exactly, not exactly uh, a hobby per se, but uh, the hobby of information gathering. And uh, the texter shared with me a few YouTube challenges and, or I'm sorry, channels and <laughs> shared with me a, a new word that as I hear it, I totally, totally relate. How many times have you been uh, sucked down a, a YouTube rabbit hole afterwards? You find yourself a little bit smarter and edified on, on some topic. You know, maybe it's a, just a dancing cat <laughs> and you don't come away with too much information or knowledge. But uh, should you be a student of, as this texter puts it, uh, YouTube adversity? YouTube adversity, uh, I think it's it's wholly appropriate to to consider that a hobby if we're trying to <laughs> fill up our mind with some uh, some knowledge and such. What about me? Uh, well, I have you know, I've got this new baby, and, and so uh, that takes some of my time away. But what, one thing I have tried to do is focus on uh, physical fitness. I've tried to uh, you know get back into running. I've fallen off pretty good uh, once uh, little baby Piper came around, and I've tried to at least. Uh, get back into it, and we'll see if I'm able to pick it up. Also, I have been reading. Uh, uh, I've been reading a lot uh, right now. About halfway through the uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, memoir, it's interesting. Uh, some of her observations are very interesting. Uh, the the insight that she has, you know, of course she is, uh, you know, an unflinching supporter of the president, uh, and she communicates that support in many flowery and hyperbolic adjectives. I will say, uh, but if you can if you can see past that, if you can get past that and, and extract from her memoir some of the some of the the good information, uh, some of the insight into the movements and events of the Trump presidency, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, another texter just writes in, uh, similar to my hobbies, uh, reading, running, and this last one I haven't done myself, but making bird feeders. Okay, making bird feeders. Uh, here's an interesting one. I put the question up on on Facebook and woodworking, woodworking uh, and there's a picture of, uh, I, I believe it's a cutting board with some, uh, some beautiful woods there lined up. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is, this is a text I like to see. Uh, so the question, of course, is what has been your... Well, your coronavirus hobby. Uh, and this one says, talk radio on KSL has become my new love. Well, I'll tell you what. I love you too. <laughs> talk radio on KSL has become my new love. That's pretty good. And that, that's a hobby I, I'd endorse. In fact, if you've got some friends looking for new hobbies, uh, you let them know. Uh, talk radio on KSL is a pretty good hobby to pick up. Uh, road biking, another one. Uh, bought a boat. A- Andy here on Facebook says bought a boat. Uh, Cammy says her son learned the guitar and then how to fix broken guitars and is now in the pro- okay and now is in the process of making an electric ukulele. Is that how you pronounce it? Is that how they pronounce it in Hawaii? Hawaii ukulele. Anyway, uh, wood carving for me, crocheting for my wife. That comes from David here. Uh, oh, and here's here's a good one. Uh, Damien says donating platelets every other week at the Red Cross. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jared says politics. Uh, Jamie says eating. Uh, anyway, a lot of good uh, comments there. Uh, a lot of good hobbies picked up. 57500 if you want to share your hobby uh, w- with us. I'll get that out there. We're going to take a break right now. When we, when we return, I want to talk uh, a bit about, about two things 
that are coming now or that are coming back into focus uh, center stage as a result of the, the president's diagnosis of COVID-19. And that, of course, is the debate upcoming here in Salt Lake City, the vice presidential debate. And then also let's look at the calendar of things to come uh, regarding the confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, nominee to the Supreme Court. All right. Two more stories. We'll cover them next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, final segment of today's episode, episode number 199. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for episode number 200 as we preview the vice presidential debate, which will take place here on Wednesday. And a bit of programming news. We here at KSL News Radio, we will be broadcasting all day Wednesday, the day of the debate. We'll be up at the University of Utah all day long. I'll be up there. Uh, the rest of the hosts and anchors here at KSL News Radio will be up there. Uh, why? Well, we'll be bringing you every detail there is to know about the historic debate to take place uh, Wednesday evening at the University of Utah. You heard me go on and on about this earlier, that this vice presidential debate is different. In the past, uh, you know, they've happened, sure, uh, but ask yourself, what do you remember? Do you remember much about vice presidential debates? Yeah, me neither. You know, there have been a few good one-liners here and there, and some have uh, you know gotten more than a single day's worth of headlines. Uh, but this one is different, in particular after what we observed uh, last Tuesday from the two presidential candidates. We need uh, we need there to be some adults in the room, and we're going to be looking for uh, some adults come Wednesday. Also, also, and this is a, a, a morbid reality to bring up, but it is a reality nonetheless. The two front-running candidates for president uh, are are elderly men, and right now the president, uh, quite literally, uh, is fighting against a deadly virus. All right, these are not immortals. And what does that mean? Well, it means that uh, that the strength and the ability to lead possessed by the vice president at any given time is all the more important. And they will attempt to demonstrate that strength and capacity to lead on Wednesday night right here in Salt Lake City. You heard earlier a conversation I had with former Democratic State Senator Scott Howell, how he spent a portion of his weekend with Kamala Harris, who is here in Utah now. Uh, Right now, according to Howell, spending up to 10 hours each day in the lead up to the debate preparing for that debate Uh, just this morning. We learned that Mike Pence will be arriving here in Utah this evening. About 5.10, according to, the, according to the, the document released by the vice president's office. And that means right now uh, he is in route. And just before boarding Air Force Two, you heard earlier we had a moment uh, to, to just tap into some of his comments. Uh, producer Amy, I'm very grateful to her. She went back and got his complete comments that he gave uh, before boarding Air Force Two in route to Salt Lake City. I want to play, for, play those uh, for you here. Uh, so here, uh, for your edification, is... Uh, Vice President Mike Pence just before boarding Air Force Two en route to Salt Lake City. As the American people learned just a little while ago, President Trump is going home tonight. So we're headed to Utah for the vice presidential debate. Karen and I just wanted to express our profound gratitude first to the incredible medical staff at Walter Reed Hospital and at the White House the care, the concern that they've shown for this president 
and our first family and all of those impacted the White House staff. And let me also take this opportunity to say how grateful we are for the expressions of concern and support and the prayers of millions of Americans who've uh, remembered our president, remembered our wonderful First Lady. And we really believe it is emblematic of the love and the care and the compassion the American people have shown all of those uh, that have been impacted by the coronavirus from the very beginning of this pandemic. But as I said, uh, when, uh, when the president told me he was headed back to the White House, he told me to head to Utah. And we're looking very much forward to the vice presidential debate. The stakes in this election have never been higher. Uh, the choice has never been clear. And I look forward to the opportunity to take our case to the American people for four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House. So thank you all very much. And tonight we will welcome Mike Pence to uh, the Beehive State. Something interesting in that statement. It was uh, a sentiment that was shared twice, once very subtly in the very open, and it was that Mike Pence stated after learning, uh, or rather, he said that this morning we have this afternoon we have learned that the the president will be departing Walter Reed, uh, heading home. So we will now be heading to Utah, as if. The departure from Walter Reed was a prerequisite for uh, Vice President Pence's uh, traveling here to Utah. And then at the end, uh, he reiterated that more explicitly, uh, that when the news was broken that President Trump would be leaving Walter Reed Medical Center en route route to uh, the, the White House, that's when the president said, head out to Utah. And I'd point out, too, the timing of the release of the information. Uh... When we learned that the vice president would be arriving here this evening at 510 uh, Mountain Time, that was that press release was sent out not long at all uh, before the tweet went out from the president uh, indicating that he would be traveling to the uh, traveling to the White House. Now, why do I bring all that up? Well, I wonder, I wonder if there was some understanding that if the president was not free and clear of the care he needed at Walter Reed, that Vice President Pence would remain in some sort of secure location or at least in a position where he could, at a moment's notice, ensure the continuity of our government. As is his role as vice president. The president's better now, so Mike Pence is on his way to Utah. Time for me to step aside. Up next is the great Jeff Kaplan as he brings you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news ahead here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.